Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And this is your host, Peter, and you are the listeners. And also, Kitty's here, so you might hear her in the background. Yay, uh, secret guest host. <laughs> Do you think Kitty has information on what we're going to be talking about this week? I doubt it. Um, but even if she did, Kyle, would she care? Probably not. Jimmy Crack Corn. Oh, wow. That completely went over my head. I resigned my spot as DJ person. Um, <laughs> so, listeners, whether or not you, Jimmy Crack Corn, and you care, we're going to be talking about it today. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're doing another little short funk on um, familiar tunes and the origins of, you know, famous um, songs that everybody knows. We've done Anvilles before. And we have like a back catalog of a bunch that we like to do. Um, so yeah. So what was the only, oh, week, we did look Cucaracha recently. That's what we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to getyourfunk.com to learn that information, listeners. I went to Peter to learn that information. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this week we're going to talk about the origins of the American folk song, Jimmy Crack Corn. Um, which I don't. I don't know where I first heard this. It's such an old song. I probably heard it as like a toddler. I mean, it's one of those things where they kind of just exist in culture and no one really knows where they came from or where you first heard it. I mean, that's kind of the theme of these little topics, I guess. Uh, Everybody knows them, but nobody knows where they came from. Yeah. I know for a fact that I remember hearing um, Foghorn Leghorn sing it in like the old Looney Tunes. Okay. But... Outside of that, I'm sure I've heard it a million other places. Um, I mean, it's basically the anthem of the South, so <laughs> terrible. Um, so yeah, for those of you that don't know, Jimmy Crack Corn is an American song uh, that first became popular during the... This is going to get awkward. During the rise of blackface minstrel... I'm going to butcher this word. Blackface minstrel... Stree. Minstrelism? Minstrelsy? Yeah, it's hard to say. Huh. Like uh, we've talked about it before, like the old style of like plays and stuff that they would have, where people would wear blackface, and it was very racist back then. Um, and yeah, they not like blackface today. Touche. Um, and so is this, this like vaudeville uh, or something, kind of like that? It's it, but it like predates a version. Vo- it predates vaudeville. Let me, hmm. so I'm not putting words in people's mouth. Let me Google what this is. It says, quote, The minstrel show, also called minstrelsy, was an American form of racist theatrical entertainment developed in the early 19th century. Each show consisted, consisted of comic skits, variety acts, dancing, and music performances that depicted people specifically of African descent. So it was literally like a racist variety show. Yes. Jeez. The, the shows were performed by mostly white people wearing blackface makeup for the purpose of playing the role of black people. Okay. The, there were some African-American performers and black-only minstrel groups. Uh, majority were white. Uh, and the minstrel shows often caricaturized black people as lazy buffoonish superstitious and happy-go-lucky so so the the groups of uh, or individuals of 
African-Americans who participated in this is this kind of like a situation of I have no other way to make a living. So let me probably just do this. Probably. Um, and I mean, if it was not, if it was 1840s, the, it may have been free black men that were basically just trying to make money. Right. In an era in an era where even, you know, even the North was pretty racist uh, against blacks, just not enslaving them like the South did. Um, huh. Okay. Yeah. So awkward times, I suppose. So, so yeah, I guess, um, this song comes from that era. So that's lovely. Um, and it says it regained currency as a folk song in the 1940s. So like a hundred years later at the beginning of the American folk music revival and has since become a popular children's song. Hmm. Isn't that, isn't that just American? Like we take things that were like racist 200 years ago and then they become children's things a hundred years ago. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. 1940s, uh, huh? That's, I guess that's, yeah. I mean, obviously, like you said, it started a lot earlier than that, but I, it's, I would have guessed that more culturally it would have been around more oh, commonly man. before that, but that's interesting. Yeah. So the, I guess subject matter of the song isn't actually crack or corn. Um, but it's Jimmy. But it is Jimmy. Uh, it, on the surface, the story or the song tells the story of an unhappy slave whose job is to follow around his horseback riding master and shoo away the flies that are bothering the horse and the master. Um, however, a quote, blue tail fly bites the horse, causing it to kick or buck. And then the master is thrown off the horse and killed. Mm. An investigation follows for which the slave avoids being blamed for the death. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so the original title of the song wasn't even Jimmy Crack Corn. It was actually called Blue Tail Fly when it was first written in the 1840s. Okay. The original lyrics weren't Jimmy Crack Corn, but rather Jim Crack Corn. Jim Crack Corn um, is my father. <laughs> Don't call me Jimmy Crack or whatever. Um, so are these the lyrics that you have? Yeah. Below? The, I, I, I have... I found the like the old style of lyrics, I guess, which it goes. I'm gonna. I don't even know the the tune to this, so I'm just gonna read them. When I was young, I used to wait on Massa and hand him de plate, <laughs> pass down de bottle when he get dry, and brush away de blue tail fly. Jim crack corn, I don't care. Jim crack corn, I don't care. Jim crack corn, I don't care. Old Massa gone away. Okay. Yeah. Given the context of the story you explained, I suppose it makes sense as a little uh, yeah, and song. Yeah. To, to kind of further explain it, because I still didn't 100% understand what Jim Crack Corn meant in this context. Right. In, in old English dictionaries, the, it finds that the term Jim Crack is actually kind of a portmanteau or uh, what's the word? Colloquialization of the word Jim Crack or Jim Crack, which is one word, G I M C R A C K, which used which used to mean cheap, uh, and corn is shorthand for corn whiskey. So, in other words, um, 
It first sounds like a lament from a loyal slave, suddenly reads like a man who's kicking back and enjoying some uh, cheap whiskey after his uh, master died. Oh, so, so the slave is, so it's basically he's saying cheap booze, but I don't care because my master's dead. Exactly. Interesting. Like okay. Jim crack corn, so Jim's drinking cheap corn whiskey, and I don't care, as in I don't care my master is dead. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's completely not what I've... I mean, obviously I had no idea what the words meant coming into this, but... Wow, that's interesting. (laughs) What? Okay. I'm not going to read what you wrote at the bottom. Jesus. Um, What are you talking about? I didn't write that. Did I write that? I didn't. I never wrote anything under this. What did I do? Oh, boy. (laughs) Good job, Kyle. (laughs) Fun fact, kids. Uh, Jeez. So, it is kind of funny, though, now understanding the context, that children are essentially singing like an old slave song about a slave master dying, and then a slave just being like, I don't care, I got cheap booze. Uh, (laughs) Huh. And somehow so, that yeah. got turned into like a nursery rhyme or whatever. Pretty much. I mean, the, I know we, uh, I know we did one on London Bridges a long while back. It, the the funny thing is, so many kids' nursery rhymes come from like really dark places. Yeah. Huh. Um. But yeah, I mean, that's that's essentially it. Yeah, it was originally a minstrel song, um, written in the eighteen forties during the time of you know, severe racism and slavery, um, which kind of got um, rebranded as a folk song, you know, a hundred years later, uh, yeah. and then became basically a nursery rhyme for American kids. Did you find, like, in the 1940s or roughly, because I know you said it was, like, the f- folk music revival era or whatever, yeah. like, do you know, were you able to find specifically, like, why this came back and why it became so widespread or was it more just like it kind of just happened so yeah that's that's a very good question peter <laughs> following world war ii the uh, blue tail fly as it was originally called was repopularized by the andrew sisters 1947 recording uh with the folk singer burl ives uh oh, it then okay. became part of the general folk festival through the 50s and early 60s before losing favor to more politically charged fair um because yeah folk music has a really big history of being political actually um so yeah so you can thank the andrews sisters basically for reviving it and if you're wondering who they are they were a harmony singing group of swing and boogie woogie during the swing and boogie woogie era um yeah i know you're doing the editing if there's a clip of this song do you want to hear it of them yeah yeah, let's do let's uh let's actually play a little clip of the uh the Andrew Sisters version of the song so you can see why it you know got so popular in this last century. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. My master's gone away. And when he'd ride in the afternoon I'd follow after with a hickory broom 
The pony being rather shy When bitten by a blue-tailed fly Jimmy crack corn and I don't care I don't care no more Jimmy crack corn and I don't care So yeah, that was uh, the Andrews Sisters version of Jimmy Crack Corn. Um, it's interesting that the the fourth line is still my master's gone away so it's not like they changed it or anything it's no no that's the funny thing is like uh, is the story didn't change other than jim kind of getting changed to jimmy maybe because of the harmonization it sounds nicer but no the story is exactly the story it's just that the the meaning kind of broke down you know a hundred years later because no one knew the uh slang back then of you know corn whiskey and crack being cheap and all that stuff yeah, I mean, and by the time they sang it, like you said, it was a hundred-year-old song, so I'm sure it lost a lot of the meaning even in that time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, exactly. Huh, okay. I never knew that was so, a thing. No, I didn't either. You learned something new. So yeah, that's the... radio. <laughs> that's the uh, origin of the song Jimmy Crack Corn. So next time you hear like a four-year-old singing it, be sure to tell them it's about a, a slave... Uh, accidentally killing his master and then drinking his master's cheap whiskey. And uh, if you don't want to tell children that, you can go onto our website, getyourfunk.com, where you can look up some of the other familiar tunes that we've covered in the past. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we hope you enjoyed this short, short funk familiar tunes, uh, and we'll be back soon with more funky hits. Bye. Bye, we love you. (laughs) 